I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. We've been bombarded with images and catchphrases heralding a new era for a number of decades now. From the marketed scientific publications like The Aquarian Conspiracy, to the blue environmental humanoids of Avatar, to the end of the world apocalypse that Hollywood envisioned as the running out of the Mayan calendar, we've been up to our keisters in pop culture interpretations of the changing consciousness brought by a relentless New Age spirituality for almost as long as I've been alive, and way longer than that in the esoteric literature from Europe. Some portray this as an inevitable product of the cosmic cycles of consciousness that are moving us dramatically towards the third millennium. Others say it's all the destiny portrayed in revelations in the Bible. Still others that it's all a product of the endless cycles of birth and death being acted out on a global scale. A lot of room for interpretation and speculation, isn't there? Which is why it's important here in the middle of the thing to try to do something and not just speculate. Putting the new consciousness into practice today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. If you've been following us for a while, thank you. And I'm sure you'll have observed, no doubt, that we've been trying to broadcast our program on a couple of radio networks in an attempt to get our program out to new groupings of people. But after all that, I've, I've kind of felt that the best way to broadcast our important work is through our own radio network. So that's what we've done. We've set up now the Stop Radio Network, up and running 24-7. You'll find a listen button now on our HealingThroughConsciousness.com homepage. Just click to listen around the clock to our vast library of Thinking with Somebody Else's Head programs and also our 25 or so Healing Through Consciousness programs. That was a psychological advice show I produced with Dr. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco a couple of years ago. I would love to see us revisit that program, you know, an online advice show with listener call-ins. If you'd like to see that, just write me and uh, we'll see if we can set it up again. That would be really fantastic to do. My email is joneshealing at gmail.com. We will be adding new shows to our roster as we go along here. Our good friend Susan Berkeley is working on a business show where she's going to analyze current business themes and trends through the lens of the science of psychosociopathology. That'll be a very interesting show coming soon to our Stop Radio Network. And Bob Butler, another of our good friends, is working on a show where he reads excerpts from Dr. Kepi's books and comments on them. We'll have more to come on all that, of course, as these, uh, as these new programs develop. I want to start letting you know, too, about a world forum that we're going to be holding here in Brazil this year, 2012, June 28th to July 1st, 2012, to be specific. This will be a fabulous chance for any of you to immerse yourself in trilogical science in a practical way and then take your ideas on how to implement these practical action steps back to your community. We're going to make this a very affordable event to try to make this available to as many people from around the world as possible because we really feel that Dr. Kepi's Science of Analytical Trilogy has enormous potential applications around the world. And uh, so if you're a leader in your community or very, very interested in what we're doing, uh, we would really love to, to have you down here. So do start planning to join us. Okay, once again, June 28th to July 1st, 2012. And again, my email, joneshealing at gmail.com. I met a number of you in San Diego and would love the chance to reconnect and especially to develop some working projects that we could develop together around the world to help the world in this uh, really critical 
time of our human existence. So come on down, as that great Canadian Monty Hall used to say. I began the show by talking about the changing consciousness, and I I can say that from my experience, this has probably nothing to do with automatic advances and everything to do with enormous work and effort by many to make us more aware. For 50 years now, Norberto Kepi's work has been part of that great effort of conscientization of the world. In a number of influential and elemental books and TV programs, Kepi has outlined the principal causes of our problems and crises and pointed the way to solutions. That's important to, to say, too. And not superficial solutions only, like recycling or, or riding bikes to work or taking the money out of politics as valuable as those are. No, Kepi's work goes much deeper than that. To warn us of the dangers of an economic system driven by a desire to get something for nothing, which is our modern-day speculation, right? And to organize other people to work for us, modern-day capitalism. All of those form the basis of the modern economic system. This is inversion in Kepi's language. And without addressing that inverted philosophy, no new system or oversight or regulation or leader will ultimately improve anything. We'll explore some practical examples of all that in our program today when we return. With Gilbert Gambucci first and Dr. Claudia Pacheco in our last segment today. Gilbert is our International Society of Analytical Trilogy representative at Occupy Wall Street in New York. And what he's been doing there to try to tackle these core issues at their root. That's what we'll be looking at when we return on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Don't go away. We're coming right back. back thinking with somebody else's head is on the stop radio network my name is richard lloyd jones our program today is trying to put consciousness into practice that's what we're going to endeavor to do right now gilbert gambucci is live well of course by the time you're listening to him he's not live anymore he's still alive but uh, we're recording this of course uh, from the occupy wall street area in uh, in new york city his new offices in brooklyn are you well established there in the offices, Gilbert, in Brooklyn? Everything's looking good? Well, we're getting started. I uh, got, got lucky, found a, a very nice place near the, um, downtown Brooklyn on Atlantic Avenue. And uh, it's a very nice area. And I'm kind of enjoying the situation. And what are you guys going to be doing there? We'll talk about that, but I want to get a general tone from you, too, about uh, what's happening with the Occupy movement, what's happening with the 99% versus the 1%. But first, bring us up to date on on what you're doing in these offices in Brooklyn. Well, uh, I'm setting up um, a way of working model uh, that we've, of course, we've been with Dr. Kepi with this for years now, yeah? This working model of trilogical enterprises of Norberto Kepi, how to do this. It's a way that is, it's neither capitalism nor socialism. It's the, it's the third way. It's a new way. And, uh, for example, it's not capitalism in the sense that even, um, cooperatives, they earn by capital invested. You know, people can do that. Depends on the cooperative, you know. And in this, um, trilogical enterprises, you earn Oh, the only people who earn are those who work. You earn by productivity. That's another mistake that most cooperatives make. They, um, everybody earns the same thing, thinking that that will solve problems. 
Uh, but it doesn't. That creates problems because some people produce more than others. Some are more efficient. Sometimes they produce many more, much more than others. And this has to be taken into consideration in order to have a working environment that is uh, fair, that is more just. And so Dr. Kepi's science brings in ethical questions into the working place and even spiritual questions. Imagine, Rich, we want to bring in a spiritual ethics, a correct philosophy of life into the sickest sector of society, which in contemporary society, that's the economic sector, because this is where the powerful dominate the population. And this is what really needs to be corrected. It's the most difficult sector. How are you finding people accepting these uh, ideas of productivism, Gilbert, of these new types of businesses? Are they, are they noticing the distinction between what's gone before in terms of um, cooperatives, as you're talking about? Are they seeing the difference? Are they responding well to what you're trying to do there? Well, first of all, Rich, I have to say that we're just starting up here. We're just getting going, and people do see the differences immediately, and the advantages people will perceive as we go along. You know, I have to see it in practice, you know. They're very curious about the ideas. They're, they're interested. And uh, so I'm working with three different uh, groups or companies at the same time under the same umbrella where workers are owners. And uh, as they are uh, more artistic endeavors, we're calling them where workers are owners studios. So we have one group of uh, three photographers, very good professional artistic photographers, and uh, we're looking into forming something very interesting as has come up. I can't let the cat out of the bag immediately until uh, I'll, I'll be reporting back to you as things progress. And um, also uh, musicians, uh, music lessons and performances. Right now, it's for piano, harp, and uh, guitar. And also, uh, website designers. We have a couple of really good ones, and some work has been coming in for that. And so... Um so we're, we're getting started. Yeah, it's very nice, Gilbert, because this idea of uh, sort of um, building a company around people's work, what people do, uh, is really a, a, a great idea. As, as, you, as you develop, you begin to draw other people in to join you as partners in the company, right? Not necessarily only as employees. I think this is a really uh, different way of running a business. It gets rid of all that kind of speculative idea or the idea of the boss that he needs to receive more for doing less or, or however those, those kinds of ideas, they get dealt with right away in this kind of company, don't they? Yes, because there are, not, there are no employees there's no single owner or, you know, it's not capitalism. Uh, so no one is exploited and no one exploits. Uh, everyone in the company is an equal owner. But that doesn't mean that you earn equally. You earn according to your productivity. And this is a, a, a differentiating factor from any other structure that uh, I've ever seen. There may be some people listening, Gilbert, I'm certain there are, that they think, wow, this is kind of cool, I'd like to support that, I need a website done, or I need my kids need piano lessons, or I need uh, some photography done. Uh, how do they contact you? Do you guys have a website, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, it's whereworkersareowners.com, and uh, as I speak with you now, it's almost ready. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's like another day or two, it'll be up and running. 
so probably by the time people are hearing this, it, it's ready. And our telephone is uh, here in uh, in New York, 347-399-5305. And, you know, we have, of course, uh, in any kind of a company, you need administration, you need workers, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's structured. Um, and we just earn according to uh, what you produce. Always setting aside a percentage for expenses and development for growth, you know, because we want to improve uh, our studios. I'm very happy to hear about this, Gilbert, because I really feel that this way of working offers a lot of solutions for people that we haven't considered yet as we try to, you know, f- create another way of working in a society outside this this uh, garbage of the 1% of the 99%, creating our own companies. This really offers some solutions. And I know that many Americans who come here to visit, they're very struck by the the effectiveness of these kinds of businesses too. And and our our new Canadian friend, Will Lajeunesse, who's been down here for about a month and a half now, has noticed the same thing. He's very, very impressed by this idea of doing business. In fact, he wants to start encouraging a number of his friends in Canada to start starting their own businesses based on this model. So I think what you're doing there is really uh, gives us hope, gives us an opportunity to do something different in the world. This is really nice to see solutions. Yes, you know, these trilogical enterprises have been hammered out by Dr. Kepi for 30 years now, you know, or even a bit more. So it has really been tried and tested. And it's very practical. Uh, For example, uh, around here at Occupy, there are several uh, cooperatives springing up. And each one is trying to deal with the legalities of opening a a cooperative, you know. Uh, But the trilogical enterprises, you open one and you, you house several companies under the same one as kind of departments, you know, it's much more economical in this sense. You share the same expenses, you know, you share the same office, the same telephone, if you like, the same secretary, uh, perhaps even the same administrator, depending on the situation. But the the money that comes in belongs to each company, and the, the, the profit distributing, you know. And um, what, what people need to per- start to perceive more and more is that um, this is a very significant aspect of our revolution um, because working for yourselves, you know, people are demanding jobs. Well, demanding jobs from highly exploitative companies is not necessarily a good idea. So why not create our own jobs? And as you were alluding to before, uh, we do the kind of work that we want to do for each other the kind of services that humanity needs and not just pounding out the same old products over and over and over the same cars, the same uh, vacuum cleaners, the same things just to, just to make money. Uh, we're, we're about doing quality work and the kind of services that people would like to see uh, be done. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like a closed idea market of what civilization needs you know there are many very creative very industrious people out there that given the chance we can make life uh, much more interesting for ourselves by servicing ourselves with the kind of things that we we would like to see to make life more enchanting more productive more active 
um, as Charlie Chaplin said, uh, life should be a beautiful adventure. And so with these trilogical enterprises, this is our goal. You know, we want to service each other in a way that is more just and more interesting. And uh, these enterprises have the, the capacity to do that. Beautiful proposal. And while you're in the sort of throes of developing it, it'll be very, very nice to see how it comes to together, Gilbert. Thanks for that. Hey, listen, what's happening? What's the, the tone at Occupy Wall Street? I know you're pretty much focused now on these businesses. Are you still going down there, finding out what's happening? What's, what's, and give us, uh, bring us up to date on that. You know, there are demonstrations going on all the time still. Of course, we're in the, um, the middle of winter, here in the late January, we've had a mild winter so far. And, um, Rich, things are turning into, from demonstrations to campaigns in order to fortify. For example, just this past weekend, there was Occupy the Courts uh, because of the um, atrocious um, uh, injustices that, that happened through the court system. And rather than just have one, uh, like, demonstration... We are mounting campaigns in each of the different sectors. So imagine there were 300 people out there in sub-zero temperature with various uh, dignitaries, uh, shall I say, of the community, you know, not, not only the occupiers. And so we're expecting in the spring for things to really develop. And uh, as I said, not just one one. Um, uh, demonstration at a time, but now they are campaigns, so they are fortifying and pulling in more people. And because we insist that justice has to come, and it will come, it's it's happening. Um, on the other side of things, we're kind of in the middle of winter, and some of us are we're having difficulties. We're trying to get a better footing. Uh, because we do get attacked. There are like very subversive things that happened against us that are coming from the one percent. So, for the example, we're trying to deal with that in whatever kind of way we can. Uh, so, just this past Sunday, I went out to one of the churches where some of the occupiers sleep at night. And because they have a, a pretty, a rather decent piano there. So, I did a consciousness concert for them. That's what I call uh, my type of concerts because I always bring in a... Uh, I always speak in the middle. But what it was, as it, as it was their kind of home, let's say, uh, it was almost a pajama party. People were watching uh, uh, the concert in their pajamas. <laughs> and so, and we had like, we're having a bit of a dialogue in between the music. So I would play a few things, and then we would talk about a few things that they would like to talk about and uh, developing more tolerance for each other, seeing better the significance of what we are doing, um, to encourage people, you know, to hang in there. And because this year, 2012, in our opinion, scientifically speaking, looking at it from the social pathological point of view, this year is going to determine everything. We, we believe that the 1% is going to fall this year. And, and we may see like uh, some havoc, some confusions in 2013, but at least it'll be our confusions to clean up and rectify and no longer belonging to the 1%. <laughs> Yeah, it seems to me the 1% is getting that message. Clearly, they're starting to complain about being attacked too much, <laughs> like they're being attacked. You know, they, they don't like to, uh, to have anybody f uh, shine the light on them too much. And I noticed a friend of, my, of ours just sent me a, a blog 
about uh, some French protesters now uh, occupying Monsanto and spilling genetically modified maize and making a big protest against Monsanto. So these kinds of movements, Gilbert, are only increasing, not decreasing. How is the the mood, though, though, in in terms of these new uh, pieces of legislation that the United States has passed there, the NDAA and the uh, companion legislation to take away the citizenship of uh, anybody they feel is involved in terrorist activities. Is this affecting people? Are people uh, up in arms about this? What's happening there? Um, Here at uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh, Rich, we are activists. So, of course, there are demonstrations one after the other in relation to these things, you know, Uh, because we see that the 1% are are very afraid now. So they're really um, attacking. Uh, But what's happening is that the consciousness of the planet is growing uh, continually. And uh, as you and I know, uh, the work of Noberto Kepi, uh, he is the cutting edge of consciousness. And uh, as a result, your work of uh, these podcasts that you do and in media in general, you're on the cutting edge of what really is media in terms of bringing uh, consciousness to society. Because this is the true proposal of, of the media. It's the, it's the social consciousness which, of course, corporate media does, doesn't do. They, they attack consciousness. And so I would like just to commend your work in this, in this thing as well because it's very significant. And this is what is destroying the 1% consciousness. They can't continue anymore. They were able to act, enslave humanity because people didn't quite perceive what was going on. Now that consciousness is growing and growing, so it's a question of time. We'll have our planet back we'll have our nation back we'll have our lives back just got to win the winter as uh, you you told us in one of the other previous programs we have to win the winter and uh, i think if we keep this pressure on because you know i think we we don't really believe maybe gilbert enough in the power of consciousness that when consciousness changes nothing goes back to normal these guys who have been dominating us these 300 families whatever it is that have been running things uh, all over the world the bank of international settlements these various trilateral groups the uh, bilderbergers these kinds of groups where they meet in secret and plan the world agenda these guys cannot have power if there's consciousness because they they survive only in the darkness so the power of this consciousness that that we're all working together to to bring is very very important and what i think is important is to is to really remember that it's it's consciousness of a new society of psychopathology, sociopathology that's necessary, not just protest, but real uh, conscious protest as you're, as you're talking about today. Exactly. Exactly, Rich. This is our number one weapon, consciousness. Great. Thank you, Gilbert. Wonderful report. Great to hear from you. Stay warm, my friend. Okay. Hope to speak with you again, pal. Gilbert Gambucci is our man on the street at the Occupy Wall Street movement in New York. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Dr. Claudia bernhardt Pacheco joins us in just a moment. Don't go away. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. We are on the Stop Radio Network now. And Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco has joined me again. We've had a couple of weeks where I have not been available, so I've been the guilty one why we haven't done programs for a while. And um, it's time to Too busy, back. right? Too many students, <laughs> yeah, too many, many students, fans. Many things to do. Yeah. Yes. 
I have heard about your success in your classes, Richard. Uh, our classes? Your students love you. <laughs> And I'm sure if those people who listen to us abroad, if they come here, if they come here to meet you and meet us, then they will, know, they will enjoy Uh, this work even better because then they will have your assistance, yeah. personal assistance, and in many ways. Uh, and people who who have you as a teacher or as a as a coach, they 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 really love you, love you. They mm. really love you. Well, and so I love them. What if we did an invitation? Yeah, I was just thinking. Do you want to invite people? Do I you? want to. Yeah. Because you know, I was thinking and discussing with you yesterday that we have those immersions in in our um, in our place, in our hotel. I don't know how to call that really because it's a hotel, but it's not really a hotel because it's much better than a hotel. Yeah. It belongs to our association, and there we can do and live something magic. It's in a bucolic town, about 350 kilometers. It's about 270 miles, maybe, from Sao Paulo, in a beautiful part of uh, Brazil, very uh, agricultural area. It has the uh, Atlantic forest all throughout mm -hmm. there, coffee mountains. plantations, mountains, uh, waterfalls. Mm -hmm. We have a mineral beautiful... Mineral water, the best mineral waters and baths. We have a... a yeah. We have a spectacular hotel there, and I mean spectacular. It's not a, a six-star, but it is extremely... It's an art deco hotel mm -hmm. that we've restored. That it's is cozy, extremely even though it's, it's, it's big, it's cozy because it belongs to us. Yeah. And we have events there that are unparalleled. And uh, we have a number of social projects there which are paving the way for a new society. They're very exciting. And something uh, very interesting yeah. in what we do there is I that agree. this hotel is run by ourselves. So we have teachers uh, working as waiters. And we have uh, and doctors <laughs> working as musicians. During the night, they go to the theater and they play. During the, the lunch and the dinner time, they serve the tables. And, uh, well, and they do mutirões. I don't know how to say this. This is like a work bee, we say, in a very old way, that we, work, we get together and do yeah. work for the community and around for the hotel. For the community. Yeah. And we prepare our, our scenarios, our... How do you call this? Stages. The stages, yes, we, we do. We prepare the stages. We, we, we deliver re the performances. Rehearse, we rehearse all these, uh, the shows. The doctors will be serving you dinner and then yeah. they'll be seeing you for a <laughs> consultation in psychosomatic yes, medicine. <laughs> yes, and then you have the, uh, a good place to be where is the Café Europa, Europa Café, yeah. where we meet and we laugh and we discuss and we meet people from all over the world and, and we share dreams and ideals. And then we have our theater, comic theater. Uh, oh, my God, it's so, so good. And then we go to the hairdresser, and it's a meeting point. <laughs> the, well, the women go to the hairdresser. Yeah, no, right. but men go there, too. Yeah, yeah, but we so, don't have a meeting place. Like, that's a woman's thing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but we really, yeah. really, it's really something. It's yeah. really something. It's really beautiful. Because if you need a place to accomplish Good things, ideals, like good, beautiful, and truthful things, then that's the place. And it's, you know what? It's I like a dreamland. It is. It's like, well, it's, yeah, it's like a beautiful society now. Yeah. 
And, uh, you, you know, as we, we talk, we have contact with people all over the world. Uh, you do through the, uh, the Dr. Kepi's clinic. Um, Will and I do through our radio program, through all the sites that we produce. We have a lot of sites through our schools and things. We have contact with people all over the world. Yes, and some of them come every year to spend a time with us. And what we've noticed is that uh, there's a real hunger to know how we do what we do. Yeah. Because we have a very dynamic community of businesses, mm-hmm. clinics, um, social projects, um, individual and group therapy. Uh, we have a, it's a very it's a, commu- a spiritual orientations. Mm-hmm. We, so we have a uh, a community that really is dynamic, and I think is really a model. So people want to come from around the world to find out. Well, how do you guys do it? How do you deal with the the power struggles and the relationship difficulties and the, the, the basic day-to-day hassles of running a business, <laughs> of working together. But this, we have a method. We have, we have this. a scientific method, which is a psychosociotherapy, where we deal with all those problems of relationship. Because generally communities and, and companies, they fight so much. They fight. They fight. And to a point that these communities, they just dismantle. Like, they finish. They are over. Like rock groups. They don't survive. They don't survive because it's so, many, so much fighting and envy and jealousy and, and power struggle and so fights over money and fights over relationships and so problems. we have three times a week at least we get together with a professional very highly professional um, um orienter maybe could yeah, we say this yeah yeah orientation yeah assessoria consulting yeah consulting from dr Cappy, from myself from yeah. other analysts so we run every every week group therapies like a, or workshops as we can say group therapies where we discuss all those problems working place problems problems in the residence or whatever problems yeah and these businesses, these ways of working, uh, work because of that, but also because of Dr. Kepi's um, disinversion of this idea of money and work. And yeah. uh, we've we've made we the don't, f- we don't work for money, right. but money comes as a consequence. Yeah. And uh, now Gilbert is starting in New York to uh, reestablish those companies that you guys started there. 400 years ago, however, <laughs> however long ago it was, 20 or 30 years ago, you were you were experimenting with that model Yesterday there. Yesterday night, I talked to Gilbert, and he was saying, oh, Dr. Claudia, now the people are getting, like, they are starting to wake up, and, and they're starting to realize uh, this, uh, their possibilities in this in this businesses and they are having the first estimates uh, accepted so they have their first jobs and they have three companies right yes which are there's a photography and a couple of photographers there's a web design and there are music lessons these yes. three different Where businesses workers are owners right yeah. the 99% companies fantastic this is something isn't it yes this is beautiful going back to new york now after as you said 400 years <laughs> <laughs> having new people joining yeah. the team of where the workers are owners and if they they continue with that 
Richard, very soon these companies will grow, 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 grow because as soon as people know who they are and if they have, and if they have a, an honest work, why not hire them instead of exploiters? You know, I was talking to a One of my executive clients this morning, and he's just come back from New York. He's doing a, an executive MBA there. And he said that this last module of the program was about leadership and uh, new business. And he's saying everybody's business today, everybody has the idea of business, of creating this great idea and then selling this great idea for $50 billion, like Google or Facebook. And our businesses are not based on that. They're not based on creating some sort of elusive idea. They're, they're based on an idea, of course, but they're based on work, on actually producing yeah. something that provides a product and a service. Not to make money, but to do what is good, what is necessary, quality work, to help society and help ourselves, and also to accomplish our talents and our ideals. Everybody has have ideals or has ideals to do uh, like an artwork or some profession that normally they would not be able to perform because they have to fill up uh, holes in a company where they just go inside and they are uh, just one more piece of these huge... This whole thing that comes together. And, you know... It, The more I'm here, 10 years now, and Will, our dear Canadian friend, has been here for a couple of months, and he really sees that there are real solutions here. Now, the solution. What is the solution? Well, Because, you know, we are not saints. We are not dealing with ideal people. If people come to visit us, they will see many problems. But we have, uh, we, we have a different philosophy and a different perspective about how human beings should be how human beings really are and how a society should be and how society is. So we look for a better society to improve us and the society through consciousness of errors, through consciousness of pathology. So instead of, for instance, I'll give an example. If there is someone who is um, lazy in the group, Instead of telling that person, you must work, you must work, you must work. Stop being lazy. Stop being lazy. Uh, you must produce. We do something like in the opposite direction, but with a better result. We say, you are lazy. And give examples. And then saying, what do you want with that? It's an analysis, a scientific analysis in this group of therapies. So the person must realize why he's choosing to be lazy and these disadvantages they have in being lazy and how much, what are the consequences and what are the negative consequences of that. So we deal... Not for others, but for him. To, for, for everybody. For others too, yeah. no? And so we, we deal with the, the consciousness of pathology in order to reach the sanity because sanity is something that we don't need to teach people it's inside the structure of a human being so everybody knows that he must be good he must be beautiful he must be fair he must be um, sensible kind yeah loving if he he is not behaving that way it's because he's inverted he's upside down and he's seeing more advantage in being otherwise so the thing is that the group shows we are seeing you and we know that who you are 
you pretend not to see and not maybe you are not really realizing who you, who you really are but we know who you are so we know you and we accept you but we are we are watching your behavior so uh, just know that and by knowing this and the negative consequences the person will not be forced to, to, to change, yeah. but he will naturally want to change. But look at the difference there, colleagues. Normally, if I think of this in a North American perspective, we will try to encourage the person, you know, we'll try to stimulate and, you know, give him the reasons. Come on, you can do it. Let's go. And, and this is exactly the opposite. It's yeah. trying to, to, to through, through the conscientization of the error, the person understands. Because uh, we, as you said, we, we have this beautiful base. We know what's right and so our laziness is a kind of an attitude against the the true nature of who we are right so, so we have to find out what is behind our mask and to be confronted and look to the mirror who we really are and or who someone else is or or how is society really and not to put masks anymore because freud said Neurosis comes because of the mask the person wants to use. And and Jesus spoke the same. The masks. That the masks and the hypocritical behavior, what, which was the, the worst behavior. And even Socrates spoke about this. So the thing is to put the person in front of his own truth and the truth of society. How society really is and behave behind the mask. So by doing that, we where where do we get to the true essence of the human being, which is beautiful, good, and truthful? So that's how we have been dealing with Kepi's method, and the results are very good. The results are very good. The improvement of the profits, the raising profits, and and they have a. Uh, a good amount of patrimonio. Yeah, this is like an inheritance. We have like a huge uh, assets inside assets our company. that you have been accumulating all these years and a good quality of life and friends and you can trust. So it's, it's really, it's really um, a hu- human situation. We have all our flaws, our weaknesses, and but anyhow, we have this like this rule or like the rules our agenda is to speak the truth to be truthful and some things are not tolerated here a few like being playing like the powerful one yeah <laughs> we don't uh, look powerful well on the pathology role, of power no. pathology of power <laughs> that is controlled very arrogance, well arrogance yeah hypocrisy um stealing lying yeah these usual Well, stealing, like not stealing a a pencil or or something like, but, you know, and wanting to exploit our neighbors. This is something that it's not accepted. Yeah. So if people want to come, people are listening now thinking, boy, that really sounds interesting. So we are going to be a week in the end of June, beginning of July in Cambuquira. We are like organizing an immersion for our students and in English, in French, in Portuguese, in Spanish. So we have them there. So people who know how to speak these languages, and if they want to join us, uh, we are going to post some very, very reasonable packages. Packs, packages. Yeah, packages. Of uh, how they could stay in Kambukira for a time and join us in this pure action immersion. 
And this is this is it. This is it. Like the the solution. It's it's to do good. Yeah, so people can come here and learn from what we do and take it back to their communities. Wouldn't that be fantastic to have a... This is beautiful. So we're inviting you now to be part of spreading the science of psychosociopathology, the science for the 99%, the science the 99% needs to know in order to affect real change in our planet. We have contacts with people around the world, Asia, Europe, North and South America, Africa, Australia... We're inviting you to join us and have a wonderful time here in Brazil to find out more about the science of analytical trilogy, Roberto Kepi's science of psychosociopathology. That's our program for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Bye for now.